Welcome to the Yoga Church Sunday Sermons. These sermons are filmed in the place I'm lucky enough to call my backyard, so you might hear the sounds of birds, geese, roosters, trains, and wind, and sometimes my sweet pup Indy. As a writer, I love words. They're powerful things. I mean, think about it. We define ourselves by the words we identify with, and we define others based on the words they use. We meet someone new and wonder, do they speak my language or do they belong in that camp? As a minister, there are certain words that hold ideas so big, I'm certain I'll be wrestling with them for the rest of my life. Words like God, evil, love, transformation, suffering. I'm also always wrestling, in a slightly different way, with the words of my trade, so to speak. Words like religion, spirituality, tradition, dogma, search, and practice. Let's explore how these words work in the world. They can define the camp we identify with, as in, I'm religious versus I'm spiritual. Um, and words like dogma, with its corresponding ideas of right belief, can create shame, oppression, and power. And spiritual search and practice, well, these words can mean just about anything. In some circles, they refer to some pretty big business, people getting rich off this stuff. Um, and in some circles, they can turn into painful cultural appropriation as one culture borrows from another in inappropriate and insensitive ways. And of course, spiritual search and practice can also communicate deep commitment and effort as people work to reach their highest potential. Words are powerful but they're limited. You and I can speak the same word at the same moment and mean something completely different. We must learn to hold things, all things, including our words, lightly. Nothing in this life is static or permanent, and when we lock our identity in the words we use, we've guaranteed ourselves pain. Because our words simply cannot be expected to contain the reality that is our true self. When we find our definition in words, we limit ourselves. Let me say this another way, or better, let me allow my teachers to say this another way. One of my main yoga teachers, Gary Kraftsell, often says, All models are false, but some of them are useful. And seeker and scholar Ravi Ravindra wrote, All religions, like all philosophies, are lies. The very act of formalizing betrays the spontaneity of the experience. Is it for nothing that both the words tradition and betrayal are derived from the same root? At first hearing, these ideas can seem extreme and maybe even somewhat off-putting. How can we say that everything is false and that all religion and philosophy are lies? I remember struggling to understand what Gary was trying to communicate, but I finally came to the realization that when we hold so tightly to our model of the world, to our own religion, we have utterly missed the point because spiritual truth isn't something to be possessed. This doesn't mean that we aren't supposed to find usefulness, solace, and direction in our models and religions, but it does mean that we have to remember that the system isn't the way. It isn't the truth. It's simply a compass or a map pointing us toward the experience of the truth. 
The finger pointing to the moon is not the moon. And if we lock our vision on the finger, we will utterly miss our experience of seeing the moon. There's no such thing as Christianity. There are as many Christianities as there are Christians. As William Blake said, the vision of Christ that thou dost see is my vision's greatest enemy. And of course, the same can be said for Judaism, Islam, Hinduism, and Buddhism. These are all models of religious belief and practice, and they are all false. But remember the second half of Gary's words, all models are false, but some of them are useful. It isn't the model that ultimately sets us free, but the model is useful insofar as it sets us on our path and leads us toward experience. Again, Ravi Ravindra writes, spiritual life is not ultimately a matter of belief in something. Although this may be relevant at some stage of development, it is a matter of living, searching, struggling, overcoming. It's an effort to become what one ordinarily is not. And this transformation is not reserved for some special activities in some special places. Even the most ordinary act is done differently by one who is free. A Hasidic pupil was asked whether he visited his master to hear his words of wisdom. No, came the answer. I want to see how he ties his shoelaces. The spiritual quest is not about finding the perfect dogma or creed. It's about experiencing something new. It's about becoming something new. Religion as a model is useless if it doesn't change our lives. Religion as a model is useless if it reinforces our complacency, if it creates a system in which we can feel comfortable with the status quo. Religion as a model becomes less than useful and in fact dangerous when it becomes a system that reinforces the worst parts of ourselves, our fear and anger and judgment. When it becomes a system that teaches us to fear or hate or oppress someone different from ourselves. Religion as a model is useful when it calls us toward our highest self, when it asks us to become a new creation. 2 Corinthians 5.17 reads, So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. Religion as a model is useful when it challenges our assumptions, when it asks us to let go of our attachments, when it leads us beyond our comfort zones into a bigger view of humanity and the world. Religion is just a word with a definition. So is spirituality. Whether you identify as religious or spiritual or agnostic or atheist doesn't matter. These are just labels, and the only thing that matters about a label is how it works in your life. Ultimately, what matters is your life. How do you live? How do you work? How do you participate in relationships? How do you respond to oppression and suffering? Ravi Ravindra quotes Vivekananda, an Indian sage who said, show by your lives that religion does not mean words or names, but that it means spiritual realization. Show by your lives. 
In the Bhagavad Gita, we read, just as a reservoir is of little use when the whole countryside is flooded, scriptures are of little use to the illumined man or woman who sees the Lord everywhere. While models, systems, religions, philosophies, scriptures, churches, and temples may help us on our journey, help us a great deal, we must always remember to hold them lightly. The model can point the way, but it is not the way. We must guard ourselves against becoming attached to the model. We must remain vigilant to how the model is working within us. And we must challenge ourselves constantly to stop and ask, who am I becoming in thought, word, and deed? How do I live? Am I moving toward the experience of freedom and love? Get reflection questions, join the discussion, subscribe at summercushman.com. And don't forget to sign up for the Yoga Church annual retreat happening July 7th through 11th, 2019 on Bainbridge Island. I hope you'll join us.